If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. This podcast is brought to you by A Copy Match. A Copy Match is a boutique matchmaking service that helps exceptional singles find meaningful connections and relationships. To learn more about our matchmaking services, online dating makeovers and takeovers, or to enroll in an upcoming group coaching intensive, go to agopymatch.com. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker podcast. I'm your host, Matchmaker Maria. For over a decade, I've combined four generations of family matchmaking tradition with modern relationship psychology, behavioral science, and dating trends. With this unique expertise, each week I answer your dating and relationship questions on the podcast and online. If you're not already following me, weird, but also find me on Instagram, I'm at Matchmaker Maria. This week's episode is a hotline episode. You have questions and well, I've got answers. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker Hotline. How can I help you? Hi, I'm 25 and After listening to your episode about dating as a caregiver, I wanted to ask you some questions about like dating with a disability and kind of like what tips you have as sort of a dating professional. Um, Because I do love dating, but I'm kind of feel like I'm at a standstill and not really making a lot of like good connections. I don't really get any second dates very much. how do you currently meet people? Um, I use Hinge mostly, but also like in person at my favorite coffee shop. I tend to meet a lot of people who are friends with the people that I know there and that kind of thing. Um, do you do people mostly know dating you have, apps? Do people know you have a disability before? Yeah, you? I use a wheelchair, so it's very very clear. Okay. Um, all right. So your specific question is how to get to second dates. Yeah, kind of. Or just like, how do I make sure that the people that I'm going on dates with, like, just aren't going to be weird about it? Because sometimes they are kind of weird. And I just want to like, I don't know, just tips on like making the best kinds of connections, you know? I'm trying to think of like a, an acceptable answer here. Um <laughs> Cause sometimes like I can say like, there are things that I don't know to how to answer. And sometimes like, this is part of like, I don't know. So here's what I do know when it okay. comes to like, dating with disability. So first it's really important to be honest about your disability, which you are. And then the <laughs> next thing for me is like, how do you make sure they're not weird about it? And that's one thing we can't control, right? We can't control who's going to be weird about things. And if it was not your disability, they could be weird about your religion. They could be weird about your race. They could be weird about where you live. You know, I've heard about people from Manhattan who don't want to date people that live in New Jersey. People will find anything weird to be weird about not to say that your disability is weird but it's it, it is what it is right so yeah. people will find things let's say like that people will find things to be weird about and in your case it's a very physical thing it's something that they can see that's something that you know you have to clearly you know you have to find places that are accessible to to, to, to date at so it is part of the dating thing so my question to you is 
are first dates always in person or do you do first dates over zoom first or over the phone? I've, n- I've never had a first date over zoom. Um, and according to your 12 date rule, I have had one phone call first date last uh-huh. year. Um, but I, that was before I even followed you and knew about your 12 date ruler. And how did that go? Um, it was good. We talked on the phone for like, I don't know, I want to say it was like an hour and a half. And then we met up in person like a day or two later and we had already scheduled our in-person date before we ended up having a like last minute phone call and ended up talking for quite a while. And what was that date like? It was good. Um, he had just gotten divorced and I was like the first person he'd gone out with since then. It had been like a couple months after his divorce. Um, it was good. I mean, we ended up going on several dates and hanging out a lot, but it did sort of turn into more of a friends with benefits thing and not anything super serious because he didn't want to date really serious. And I, I don't date really seriously either that much. I'm more of like, it has been more casual just because I, like I said, I don't usually get like second or third dates. So it's just usually more casual, but I think that having, I think you kind of validated what my feelings are about how you could date, right? Which is do a Zoom date first, do a phone date first, get the, again, I'm, I'm, I know I'm not using the right words and I apologize. That's okay. So, but I think for a lot of people, correct me if I'm wrong, when they go on a date with you, if they don't have a disability, they, you might be their first introduction to someone with a disability in their dating experience, right? Yeah, usually. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think what happens is that when someone goes on a date with you, there is this, let's call it a distraction, right? It's kind of like, okay, I want to talk about this without talking about it. Mm -hmm. Does that happen? Am I like, um, sometimes they will like ask, you know, what my disability is or how I was injured or diagnosed. Um, But I actually, people usually ask that on the app first and they don't usually ask in person. I have only ever had one person ask that in person on a first date before. But see like both of those instances, right. Where someone is asking you on the app and then asking you on a first date, it's weird to talk about someone's body on an app and in person. And you're Mm -hmm. agreeing here. You're, you're nodding. Yes. I mean, it is just for me, just the story of my injury is kind of extreme And so it, I mean, something I'm very comfortable talking about, but, um, what I'm trying to say is that it is a form of disrespect to you, Mm -hmm. right. To have to constantly talk about your body in this way, right? Like imagine if I had to constantly talk about my height or if I, you know, or if someone else had to constantly talk about like, you know, some women suffer from, uh, you know, hair loss. And so now imagine a man asking about hair loss on a date, like, these are really weird things to talk about on dates. And I think if you are able to create this like vulnerable place, I'm not saying you have to talk about these things, right? But what I'm saying is that if you had a phone date or a Zoom date, something where the disability is not the obvious thing right now, it's, you know, I'm talking to you, I'm talking to Emma, right? Mm-hmm. So if I can just talk to Emma without this for a minute, 
it like the conversation can can be talk the conversations that I think you could be talking about would be on a different level or a different bandwidth. So that way, when you do meet in person, if you were to talk about, you know, your disability, you could like this person, you've had some, at least 30 minutes of talking with them where it's like, oh yeah, I can share this part about my life with you now. Yeah, that makes sense. That's something I hadn't really like thought about before. So that's a great perspective. Yeah. And I, I apologize again, if I'm not using the right words, so just correct me if I have not, or if I've offended you. No, you, you've been totally great. And I'm not like super sensitive about it. And you have said everything just fine. Yeah, you're good. Okay. So I think that if someone is now asking you about your disability, instead of talking about your disability, I would actually talk about how it affects you. Okay. Like take a very different perspective, because I think when people ask about these things, the non-disabled people, they're actually asking like, okay, if I were to date you, what does my life look like with you? Mm -hmm. Right. So now you're pivoting away from the talk of your body. And instead you could talk about your experience. So what do you think of all this? Um, I think you've offered, like, I think you're giving me a great perspective as to kind of not making it about my body but how it kind of like affects my life and like what my lifestyle looks like and that is generally what I try to do because I've been disabled since I was a really little kid and I am like pretty comfortable with it and pretty open about like the ways that it does affect me um but I hadn't really thought about it like in the exact perspective that you're mentioning so that is really um like insightful and helpful for sure Yeah. I don't, I don't know what it's like to be you, but I know what it's like to not be disabled. And I know that when people ask certain questions, not even for disability, just any question, when they ask about someone's religion, it's never because, Oh, I'm interested in hearing more about your religion. It's like, how does your religion fit into my life? So now you're just swapping it out for something else. And it's like, Oh yeah. Tell me your disability. All they want to hear is like, how does this relate back to my life? How is this how, how, what does my, what is, if I were to date her now, what would it be like? And I think that's what we're trying to, you know, I think what, that's what you're trying to navigate here too. But um, yeah. to, you know, to kind of recap, I guess. So like my recommendations were, would be to um, have a first date <laughs> that, uh, that is on the phone or on zoom and then um, have a date that like when you're on the date and that's being asked, don't talk about your disability, talk about how it, how your mobility is affected or how you get around in the world. Mm -hmm. Like highlight your independence. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. Cause I definitely have gotten that question, but I guess maybe like selfishly, I hadn't realized that it's basically them asking what dating me would look like and how what a relationship would maybe look like or just navigating the environment that we're in, what that would be like. I guess I never really realized that that's kind of the undertone of those questions. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense. I guess I just hadn't thought about it that way. Yeah. Again, I'm not, I'm not trying to offend you in any way. No, the reality. I'm just trying to give you just some sense, uh, just some clarity as to like what you might be experiencing and why, um, I hope this has been mm-hmm. helpful. 
Yeah, no, it has for sure. And, and I would love to hear, I mean, I don't know exactly what, but I would love to hear a podcast with a guest and sometime in the future talking about dating with disabilities. And you know, I can even give you recommendations. <laughs> by, by all means, please email me those recommendations. And I do believe I have someone who lives with a disability coming onto my podcast in the spring. So um, that's great that you're also requesting this. And please, by all means, introduce me to someone who can talk about um, talk about their life and and how they date. And I love those perspectives. I think that's really great for everyone's dating toolkit, not just yours. Yeah, it's an, it's a it's a topic I don't hear on most dating podcasts very much. So I'm always recommending it and I'm really looking forward to listening to that episode. Awesome. Thanks again. Have a great one. Thank okay? you so much. Thank you. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker <laughs> Hotline. How can I help you? So um I've got a question. I'm just moved uh into a new city and uh revamping my profiles uh based on that. And my question is about meeting people organically and everything else. Um, and, you know, we're, we're, it feels like we're coming down from the Omicron wave and uh, the place where I'm at uh, here in Texas, they're, you know, stage two or whatever it is. So you can walk around without wearing masks. I guess my question is, what do you think um, besides, you know, church or I'm politically active, what are probably some of the better places for a new person in town to like really try and find, you know, um, 20 to 30 year old adults without, you know, just hitting the typical bar scene. Where do you live? I live in Austin. All right. So let's go on to eventbrite.com together. Oh, we got South by Southwest and that's the other part about it. Is, well, so we got, like, I know what Austin, I know Austin and South by Southwest, but you can't, who are you going to date at South by Southwest? The, the women flying in from New York and LA? No, that's what I'm saying is that it's, it, that's what makes it harder in that sense is like, it, you it's got only a lot hard for harder. 10 days. It's not hard for the rest of the year. True. I'm on Eventbrite right now and I put in Austin. Okay. And holy smokes, there are a ton of events happening. And I know that March happens to be South by Southwest time, but at the end of March, there are so many, like I looked up the charity and causes. Like if you go to Eventbrite, you can put in what city you're in and then what category. And I put charity and causes because that tends to get, uh, it can get a very diverse group of people coming in. So what I mean by that is not just in ages, but even like people that might be in relationships, people that are not in relationships, but it gets like a crowd that wants to go out and wants to like mingle, right? That's what charities and causes tend to do to people. So um, I'm looking at this right now and you, there's like so many events. Let me, let me tell you a few things right now. Uh, here we go. Uh, Fallen Outdoors Memorial Golf Tournament happening on March 26th. Bully Bagel Bully Walk. I don't tell how that is, but March 12th at 9 a.m. Craftsman Music Festival, March 19th. Uh, Safe Together Celebration Luncheon. Wild Night 2022 on April 7th at the Zilker Lodge. Like there are so many events happening uh, at these things. And there's even like kickboxing classes that are posted here, open arm studio. Like it seems like there's a lot of things happening uh, at and like with different programs at in Austin. So, you know, you don't necessarily have to meet someone at the bars. Yeah, because I think for me, like that's always, if I'm, if I go to the bars, I'm usually with, guy friends or with you know clearly platonic uh women friends and so you know it's just about the circle of people that i'm with i'm not i hate to use the word you know 
uh, on the prowl or sightseeing or however you want to phrase it. I God, it feels so cruel or creepy saying that that way. Um, but I, I, I'm, when I'm with my friends, I'm with my friends. I don't, I don't even think about that. And that's because- that's a perfectly normal and acceptable thing to do. And and what I'm saying is that here's an opportunity that you can do, like start off with once a week. I usually say two times a week, but start off with once a week. You're going to find an event every Tuesday or every Thursday in Austin to go out to. This is your social night. And the whole purpose of those events is to make new friends, a new circle of people that might go to other events that you go to. And then you start meeting new people this way, but this will be a really great way to meet women. Um, and you know, you can go with, you can go with another guy friend. So you're going together, but you have to tell your guy friend, like what your goal is, which is like, yeah, I'm here to meet people. In fact, if you have a coupled friend and you want to take them to, to something, then it's like the three of you. And that way a woman might feel safe knowing that like, wow, you have a guy and a female friend that date each other. It's kind of like come into our impromptu double date night. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I think that's just a, a easy way to like meet people, but anyway, I have a lot of female listeners. So why don't you like pump yourself up here now too? So your name is Daniel. How old are you? Yes. <laughs> Oh yeah, ever the marketer. Um, no, I'm I'm 34, turning 35 uh, by the end of this month. Do you want to have kids? Eventually, yeah. You mentioned church. Are you Christian? I am a Methodist. Yes. Okay, and you live in Austin. Yep. And um, uh, public sector consultant, former Army veteran, um, and so I also am going to be working uh, part time for one of these Democratic progressive campaigns, helping them craft their uh, policy for veterans, rural issues, and homeland security. So I'm, I'm a very busy person. So like, that's the other part too, is like finding the, uh, the time to be social can be hard. It's, you know, right now I'm kind you of at a want, weird. You want to be in a serious relationship that leads to marriage and kids? Yeah. Um, as you've stated before about like when you uh, started dating your now husband, uh, that, you know, you went in with the idea that this really the next relationship relationship you want to be the one that ends in marriage that's kind of where i'm at right now in my life that's- okay all right well uh daniel if any women from austin are listening i'm gonna need them to uh to email me ah. and uh or email me dm me whatever figure it out uh what's it called uh put it on instagram tag me so i can share it your profile. And then, uh, and then hopefully Daniel will see and reach out to you. That's one way to do it. There we go. Sounds yeah. great. I like that idea. So women from Austin <laughs> who want to date a liberal 34 year old man, or how, how tall are you? Short five foot six. Okay. Well, you're not, okay. You're average. All right. So short King who <laughs> bald, but cute, big smile, liberal Austin. If you want to date Daniel, I need you to tag this podcast so I can see it. Tag me so I can reshare it so that Daniel can DM you. Uh, and then you'll go from there. I think that's a, uh, that'll be a neat way. Oh, I I never have male listeners in my hotline. So I'm so excited right now. Yay. There we go. I can be the, uh, breath of fresh air, shall we say. Let's see what happens. Although right now I will say, because we have such a high cedar count, my voice is abnormally uh, deeper it's than it normally. It's fine. It's fine. You're fine. Stop it. Don't, don't do this. We, I just like pipe. I just like pepped you up. Don't pep yourself down. All right. Good luck. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Maria. Bye-bye. Thanks for calling the Ask a Matchmaker hotline. How can I help you? Hi, Maria. Uh, first off, huge fan. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Um, so I recently moved to Seattle 
and I am 27. I am single. I was living in Alaska for the past six years. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. For Um, how many years? Six. Six years. Six. Okay. Yeah. I moved there right after college as an AmeriCorps volunteer, and it was a really great experience, um, but dating was not great. Where in Alaska were you? Um, I was in a town called Bethel and then Kodiak, so they're both off the road system. You have to fly there or take a ferry, so it's very isolating. Um, Lots of great experiences. I really enjoyed it, but yeah, when you, you know, there's only... 5,000, 7,000 people, your dating chances are um, limited. Limited. Yeah, Yeah. I get it. So now you're in Seattle, the Mm -hmm. city of beautiful men. Yeah, (laughs) I'm excited. It's been working out really well. I met a guy, um, we've been on, based on your math, three dates, but two different times. And our most recent date, was really great. He took me to a rock climbing gym, which honestly, like that freaked me out at first. Oh, that freaked you out? Just a little a bit. Idea. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm interrupting. Yeah. I'm sorry. Keep going. Oh, no, you're fine. Yeah, I was really, um, I almost didn't go, honestly, because I never been rock climbing, but I did. And it was a good date just because it really showed that he's good at teaching people. He was very calm, confident. Um, listening to like any potential boundaries I had as far as trying anything out of my comfort zone. So yeah, it was a good date. Then we went and grabbed some drinks and dinner and we're just chatting for a really long time. Um, and I'm just kind of, there's this one thing, he is probably a workaholic and like, I can definitely be like that too. He's very busy. He is a lawyer. Um, he's in school, taking some classes online. And he owns his own house. So he's, you know, busy taking care of that. So our next date isn't scheduled for another two weeks. And his texting style isn't great, which is fine because I rather have things be in person or over the phone anyway. Um, I was just wondering, like, at what point is it a red flag if things are pushed so far in advance? Or is it still pretty normal at this point since we're still getting to know each other? We're busy people. You You've know. been on how many dates so far? Um, two. Two. Like two physical dates, I mean, right? Yeah. So with Maria date math, it's three dates. Yes. Okay. And if anyone here doesn't know what the hell that means, <laughs> go on my Instagram under highlights and look at the 12 date rule. I have Maria date math laid out there in like specific details. But anyway, okay. So, um, so I think it is cadence can mean a lot in the beginning of like, how often do you message each other? And so, you know, I think it's kind of normal in the first two, three dates to yet have established like how often you talk to each other because it's still very new. I think after three dates, there should be a sort of like, okay, if there's going to be a fourth date, I also need to tell you about the communication patterns I'm more comfortable with. Like you, you're going to have to communicate your communication standards. And then in terms of you asked, like, you know, is it okay if it's spaced out that far? I think it's okay as long as not spaced out like over a month. So in the first, like to me, the first date and the second date should be within 10 days of each other. And it seems like that's happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. 
I think that's acceptable. I think I've always thought, I, I do this at work too. I always think that the first and second date should be within 10 days of each other because, you know, the purpose of the first date is to go on a second date. The second date for me, at least, is to like verify your feelings of how you felt on the first date because so much of first dates are interviews, right? But your second to third date, that means that you've genuinely enjoyed their company two times that you want to see them again. Like that's a true choice there. And there it's okay if it's like a week or two apart, you know, things happen. You have a single life. He has a single life. You've had plans that were pre-planned or work stuff that was pre-planned. That's making it harder for you to meet. Um, so your how long is it going to be before your third date? Two weeks, you said? Um, it's actually closer. It's on the 25th because we decided a Friday would be better. Just, you know, so you don't have so to worry about your second date. Um, it was on Sunday, the 6th. So almost three weeks. So it'll be two and a half weeks between mm-hmm. your second date and your third date. You're going to have to do a FaceTime date in the middle. Okay. Or two, I would prefer two. So, you know, today's Tuesday. Have you guys texted each other since Sunday? Yeah. So just briefly earlier today, he texted me just to confirm um, the date and then set up a spot. So I really appreciated that. I will say um, there was a little bit of texting before we ever met up. And I don't know if it's just because he's so busy or, you know, men and women text differently, I think. But there were times where he didn't respond for like 36 or 48 hours. And just that was before you met. Yeah. Yeah, that that's fine. That doesn't okay. texting is not it, it, you're complete strangers. People don't have. Um, okay. So here's, here's what I would say then I, you know, I would text them and be like, I'm really looking forward to our date, but until then, how do you feel about having a couple of zoom dates in the middle or FaceTime dates? I'd really like to get to know you. Um, and I think this would be a really great way to do it. And I think it's completely normal to ask for these things because you don't want to like not speak to someone for two and a half weeks. Right. So just being honest, I think can, I think it can do wonders because it's going to tell you a lot easy, quicker, like where they're at too. Like if they even want to do the investment or if they're just planning the dates just to plan them. Yeah. And I hope that's not the case, but yeah. Okay. I hope that's I'm- not the case either. And I, and, I, and I don't think it's the case, right? Like if he's already confirmed your third date, like he's taking the initiative. Wow. Like that's awesome. Now I need you to be like, Hey, I'd like to see you until then too. What do you think about a zoom date? Um, you know, tomorrow, you know, Thursday, does that work for you? Or, or, you know, like, like, let's talk, you know, I don't, I don't want to wait two and a half weeks to see you again. I want to get to know you. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's a good way to phrase it. The whole wanting to get to know him better. I know he's traveling, but maybe I'll propose something for next week when he's back. But even if he's traveling, it's like, let him tell you too his availability. He, you know. A, a, we're, we're looking for a minimum of 20 minute zoom call. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then from there, do it again. Like, you, you know, you got to check in every, you know, I want you to get to a place where you're zooming or FaceTiming every single day. Okay. That's the, that's the goal. Which seems so gotta, funny to me because he only lives like 20 minutes away, but I know people are busy and it's hard and I'm just not used to traveling. Using- so that also counts for something, right? So if he's traveling, then I totally get it. And, um, yeah, so that's what I, that's what I would do. Okay. Well, uh, good luck. Seattle's really great. I know everyone from Seattle's going to now message me like, what are you talking about? Seattle's like the worst for men, but you know what? Seattle's got some really good looking dudes. They really think, like, you know, it's really way better. Heart. It's better than Alaska. So <laughs> I'm not complaining. <laughs> Thank you for calling in. Okay. Thanks, Maria. 
Thank you for listening to Ask a Matchmaker. As I mentioned previously, if you'd like to speak to me on an upcoming hotline episode, follow me on Instagram at matchmakermaria. I'll post a link on Wednesdays and we'll chat then. Until then, you can learn more about what I do or enroll in an upcoming Agapi intensive by visiting agapimatch.com slash services. Thank you again for listening to Ask a Matchmaker. Be lovable and more importantly, be likable. See you next week.